0: special pleasure to chat with one of my favorite guests because he is a master storyteller. He's been telling stories for years on the radio, on the printed page, from behind a bar, sometimes even through his work as an actor along some of the best uh, comedic stars in history and even on some of the best-known soap operas in history. But these days, he's probably best known, not for that recent New York Times profile on him a couple of weeks ago, but for the fact that he's a survivor. And it's been well known for years that he's survived six of his other brothers. Well, now he has actually outlived hospice. I am not joking. As he told us last year, he was scheduled to be booted out of hospice in November if he didn't die. And lo and behold, at least at the time that we began this phone call, he is still alive. And I am very pleased to welcome back the one and only Malachi McCord. Hello, Maliki.
1: Hello there, Frank, my son. And uh, it, it is very odd to be uh Nowadays, I do wake up and I see the ceiling, and I wasn't supposed to. And I don't know what death is about, but it is um, it was at it, uh, the bells of hell. Go ting a ling for you, but not for me. <laughs> oh, death, where is thy sing a ling a ling grave thy victory? If you meet the undertaker... Are the young man from the crew have a pint with what's left over, now I say goodbye to you. That should get your show cancelled <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well now you sound pretty good for a guy that's supposed to be dead uh you're in your you're in your 90s uh, now, yes, now. I'm
1: 91 gone on uh, 92
0: as I alluded to you have been in addition to uh probably one of the best Brooklyn accents around uh, because <laughs> everyone knows you are Brooklyn born um, it, you are um, you are now out of hospice they actually do kick you out of hospice. Hospice. Most people don't live long enough to find that out. Give us the uh, the secret, Maliki. What's the secret to your longevity and being able to outlive your stay in hospice? Well, if you um,
1: if you uh, 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 if you if you you take it easy on your life uh, and and just say I just live uh, one day at a time. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to die. But the fact is, uh, Frank, this is an amazing thing is that death is, it hits us all at one point or another. There's no escaping it. So it is that I'm happily married. I have uh, children and grandchildren. I have lots of good friends, uh, John McDonough myself on uh, on uh, WBAI on uh, on Sundays and yourself now, once in a while we we have a chat, and you're very very tolerant, and you 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 keep an open mind on things. And I'm, I'm I'm delighted to be your friend. But anyway, the whole thing is that it just uh, it's just a matter of taking it easy. I mean, I have loads of diseases and uh, conditions. And uh, I I should be dead, but uh, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to do it. uh, Some people don't wish me well, but anyway, (laughs) I don't have to. I'm glad that not everybody has the power of death over me. So um, I just have a good time now, and uh, that's all. I hear from you, we have a chat, and off we go.
0: Uh, Malachi, throughout history, there have been numerous instances of people faking their own death for one reason or another, um, mostly to get out of paying bills or something along those lines. In fact, I know that you tried that from time to time uh, in your days as a uh, struggling Bible salesman, writing deceased <laughs> on a number of your bills to get out of having to pay them. Is there, you have told us before about the various ailments that you've had? A weak heart, uh, a disease called IBM, and we don't mean the computer company, a couple of different types of cancer. I know you're not necessarily a practicing Catholic anymore, but is there any chance you'd like to use this interview as an opportunity for confession to let people know that you've actually been faking all of these ailments so that you could live through hospice and just get even more attention?
1: Well, I am. I'm an atheist, thank God, and um, I just uh, decided that I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not ever ready these days to die, and it's um, I, I just um, I enjoy life, and it's terrific, and the other thing about it, Frank, is that I don't think there is a more fortunate person on this earth. Than me, to 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 find real. I mean, we used to scoff at love and that kind of thing. And uh, but I found out that the thing I do is uh, I tell my wife every day, Diana, I love you. I start my day with that. Then I tell my kids, um, Siobhan and Maliki and Connor and Cormac, and my stepdaughter Nina. I love you. And uh, (laughs) it's, um, you know, laughter is is really, Mm. you know, it's a cliche, I know, that laughter is the best medicine. But I have such fun in my life now. I mean, I can't walk. As you said, you know, I have this IBM. I'm stuck in a wheelchair. And um, and so it gets a bit at uh, times I get a little discouraged, looking at the ceiling. But generally speaking, I'm uh, I'm okay. And that's the only you know, thing it, accepting what is, and I can't change the world. And and people get so upset, you know. They call me a commie and a lefty and all that kind of old nonsense well, what, what I am is that I I, uh, I like it I was born here in Brooklyn as you said and was taken to Ireland when uh, when we were children and the twin my sister died uh, an infant and then two other, the twin boys Eugene and Oliver they died in Ireland, because my mother had a breakdown, and then two more were born, and we all grew up to adulthood. Uh, they're all dead now. And the other thing is, is just simply say what it is that happens to you at the end of your life. You die. <laughs> That's it not passing away or passing on or leaving us or gone now or with the Lord or with and, and I used to think it's see big fat people talking about in the arms of Jesus and there he was that little fella. should they kill him if he was in in, in 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 his arms he seems to I mean he he died for love I think they tell me but I don't know I don't want him dying for me. I have my own death to, to uh, have fun with, you see. And so I don't need him to do it for me.
0: Uh, you, know, you alluded to a number of early tragedies that you faced, uh, the del- death of multiple siblings that you had to deal with as a child. Anybody that's read your own books, including your memoir on death, death not be need not be fatal, which is just a wonderfully hilarious look at death and dying, uh, or your brother Frank's books, Angela's Ashes or Tis, both of which are considered some of the uh, best reviewed memoirs of all time literally. Anybody that is familiar with your early life knows that you experienced a fair share of tragedy. Your father's alcoholism alone is something that I think a lot of people struggle to would struggle to overcome. And yet you're uh, sitting here laughing and talking about how often you laugh and how much joy you get out of life. Do you feel? The early tragedies you faced as a young person made you more likely to be able to laugh through tough times, or do you laugh in spite of those early tragedies, Maliki?
1: I'm uh, um, good question. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, why it. Uh, the whole thing. I mean, li- life is such a. Two people die every second. And that's, you know, you and I now have been on the air here for the last 10 minutes. And uh, we, we're we here. But somewhere else, two people have died. And two people have died. There's about uh, every second or 60, 120 people die every minute. 7,200 every hour. <laughs> no, not
0: well, we better end this interview know, before like I, we before we go on a murdering said, but, spree.
1: That's the other thing that I have, Frank, is um, that I it sort of regret that we were so poor that we, Frank and myself, left school when we were uh, thirteen, and we got we went to work as messenger boys, and I never did get an education as such, but I did. Get a love of reading, and that's uh, outside uh, of a great love for Diana and my family. But I just absolutely love being able to read. I like to, I, 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 I I love words. I love the, the, the texture of them, using them, and uh, letting go of them, chewing them, and going out. And uh, And it's, I don't know how many words there are in the language, what, a half a billion, a half a million? uh anyway I have enough to get me through
0: life <laughs> I, I think um, you've uh, probably created a new, a few new ones which I certainly always admire. Um, Maliki you're so associated with Ireland and Irish culture that I can't avoid asking you about one of the big news stories of the day which is President Biden who some people have described as the most Irish president since JFK ha- is actually in Ireland uh, right now and yeah. um, he's there to celebrate the Uh, anniversary of the Good Friday Accords and the peace that has held. Um, Do you think that, um, why do you think that uh, the peace has held all these years as a result of these Good Friday Accords, whereas we see so many other conflicts around the world in places like Eastern Europe, the Middle East, where the and the ceasefire agreements, they seem so tenuous and so temporary. What do the Irish have right about about peace that the rest of the world hasn't yet learned
1: it seems to me that now my father was from the north of Ireland which is uh, this, this people should understand that England in, the English invaded Ireland in 11 something or other they got with uh, one of their kings got permission from the Pope to invade Ireland because he said <clears throat> they were falling away from the faith that St. Patrick brought. Now, Maywin Suckett is St. Patrick's name. His name is not Patrick at all. And he only took the name because it's, it's, it derives from the Latin, Patrice, which is father. And that's, that's the way. So he came and he brought Catholicism, and uh, that lasted for about— uh, Six or seven hundred years, and then the Irish were decided to go back to what they were before pagans. And I am essentially a pagan. I believe everything and I believe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do anything like that. And I'm. Uh, I don't believe in an afterlife either. It's not my business, but I don't. And I'm, that's why death doesn't bother me in the slightest. And uh, I. I will. I, I might even try and get back, you know, to talk to people after I die. But anyway, that's not my business. I'm not there yet. So anyway, I'm wandering off again now, and, and that's my, my, <laughs> my wonder. The thing is that I have a load of books uh, still here to be read, and, uh, and I have love in my life, and that is it. Now, people say they love uh, their country. And uh, and I I say, I don't want to be rude, you know, but you can't love a country. That's impossible. I mean, what you do, get get and uh, go up and kiss the Palisades or something?
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) You'd have to have a big mouth. (laughs) It would cer- it's certainly a very different type of lovemaking than I suspect uh, many of our of our listeners are are used to. Uh, talking with Malachi McCord, uh, best-selling author, longtime radio talk show host, one of the best-regarded talk show TV talk show guests of all time, and somebody that has been in a lot of movies over the years, a lot of TV shows over the years as an actor, uh, former Bible salesman, former bar bartender, former bar owner. Uh, Malika, you've talked about your uh, struggles with drinking yourself over the years in that New York yeah. Times profile. You talked about the fact that uh, you're one of your earliest appearances on The Tonight Show with Jack Parr. You were totally soused and uh, you were so good that they ended up having you back. Uh, you've now been sober for about four decades. I, I, and like a lot of people that choose to become sober, I'm assuming you got sober for a pretty good reason. Are there are there ever days when you miss drinking? Uh, when you're gearing up for a talk show like this one, do you ever think, "Oh, I wish I was drunk for this appearance"? When you're at a summer barbecue, do you ever think, uh, "Okay, a cold beer would go really well with this hamburger"? Are there ever are there are ever days where you say, "You know, I really wish I could just have one drink"?
1: Yes, uh, there are days and uh, and nights. That uh, I wish I could uh, have a have as we say in Ireland a gargle, <laughs> and uh, but I uh, I can't uh, handle it. That's all there is to it. I can't handle booze of any sort. So therefore, it's either booze it up and die, or don't don't booze and live. So therefore, I've chosen to live. Yeah, I and it, it's as simple as that. I cannot drink. It's deadly. It's a poison to me. Now, people have to understand the nature of alcoholism. My father was alcoholic. And I, I of course, I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I just wouldn't. How could he do that to us? He deserted us and left my mother with, uh, you know, children. And, and And we were starving in Ireland. And I don't have the romantic idea of Ireland either. And we were uh, fortunate; my father and mother met here, and I think she had to get they had to get married as they say in those days because uh, it was five months after their marriage that Frank was born, <laughs> and then I was born eleven months after that, and children kept coming. But it was. Um, It is. um, It it is the 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 business of. I I didn't think I could become an alcoholic, and for a long time I didn't. (laughs) Now would you believe it? I I got um, I got into the bar business. uh, Some people. uh, When I was uh, I was working on the docks, and uh, I used to go sometimes. I'd sneak into a theatre. Because I was fascinated by theater. And then I decided I'd try for to be an actor. So I went backstage one night at an off-Broadway show. They were doing 3-1 pl- uh, plays by John Millington Singh. And uh, I thought, my God, wouldn't it be great to be an actor? So I talked to the g- guy afterwards, and he said, will you read for us? And I thought it was illiterate. Yes, I didn't know <laughs> that, that was the I, that, that's what an audition was called. I, I, I didn't know the difference between an actor, a director, or, 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 or a producer. So I did. I, and and then they gave me a part. And then off I went. And then Jack Power, Tom O'Malley was the booker there. He was fascinated with my story. So he booked me, and I came. I was as flustered uh, when I went on the show with, with Parr, and the next day there was the uh, papers were saying these two reviews the Tonight Show. They said the Irish man on the Tonight Show last night was hilarious, and I thought, oh, they're talking about me because <laughs> I didn't remember what I said or well, what was. Well, I know was, I was I was not sober on that show. Anyway, yeah, he, asked, he I was asked back so many, many times that then Merv Griffin used to have me on his show. I never got on with J- Johnny Carson. I was at a uh, party one night where he was there. And do you know there's an English actor, actor named Terry Thomas? Did you know Yes,
0: yes, I, I did, yes.
1: Yeah, he's gap, gap in his seat. So anyway, Terry and I were singing. And uh, it was um, and your man, what's his name, Jody says, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was joking, uh, so he kept saying, yeah, "I said, shut up," he said. So I dived at him and 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 caught him up against the wall and said, "If you don't shut up, your head will go through that wall." So that, that – anyway, so that's why I was never on the side. I, I guess so.
0: I guess, some people say Johnny could hold a, ju- a grudge. Talking with Malachi McCourt, I alluded to your bar, Malachy's, which was here in New York City on uh, 3rd Avenue, I believe. and
1: Street.
0: Right, right, and became – it's a stone's throw from where our radio station is now, and it really became the first singles bar in New York, why did it become such a hangout of so many celebrities and so many comics? I know that you've written and, and we've spoken before about people like Jonathan Winters, who used to hang out there. And uh, even uh, Grace Kelly found herself in Malachy's one time. What was it about Malachy's? Was it just the force of personality of its namesake that led it to attract such uh, larger than life wits? Well, the the,
1: the uh, women's hotel was around the corner. O- only, you know, they used to just women stayed in it, and um, they the single young things used to come in, and most of the bars on Third Avenue was a whole lot of them. Every time you uh, passed there was shamrocks and harps and all kinds of dopey sad, Irish crap <laughs> in their windows and and people would say, sure, sure, make her happy come on, knock it off. I don't speak that way. But anyway, I I I said women can come into my bar and they don't have to be escorted. Ah. So that was it. The single ladies came in and they were supposed to be back in the hotel and uh, at by 11 so they would go back and then they would apparently sneak out the back door and come back to the bar and uh, that was how they became a great place for singles
0: I, I, you were the Green Party candidate for governor back in uh, 2006. You were defeated in that election by a gentleman named Elliot Spitzer. I don't know whatever became of Elliot Spitzer, but he's no longer governor. Apparently, he won uh, because he got more votes than you. What made you? <laughs> <that> what, <laughs> what made <Jesus. laughs> you? What made you decide to run for governor in general and to run for governor that year specifically?
1: I thought, uh, I thought it would be a, a bit of fun when they the, the, they asked me to run, and I said okay, but I said uh, I would rather walk, and because uh, I never heard. I mean, in Ireland and England, they stand for office, and here they, they run. So I said I'll. Uh, I stand for office, so anyway I went around the the state and I had no idea what I was talking about, and the vastness of the state and the the the, the amazing uh, different the, the amazing people that, that i mean the, the decent great people I went all the way to Buffalo and boston and i got um <laughs> i got it was about 46,000 votes, and uh, Spitzer got uh, $4 million. So um, guess what? They declared him the winner.
0: Uh, I mean, you were one of the first victims of a rigged election that there were. Hey, how do you think um, the state would have been different had you gotten elected governor that year, Maliki? Well,
1: I would have—I uh, would have— um, Declared uh, every uh, every second day to be a holiday, mm. and I would let people off from the you know over in, in 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 my cabinet and so forth, and uh, and I would say that laughter is not uh, an option; it is a necessity, <laughs> and that's what it is. And I would make sure that everybody in my around me could sing. And that if they were going to present me with legislation, sing it to me, baby.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Talking with uh, Malachi McCourt. Well, Malachi, since uh, you're clearly too busy to to die these days, it, you're probably about due for another book these days. I know you uh, recently re released your best selling book, uh um, Monk Swimming." Any chance there might be another book uh, coming out anytime soon, Malachi?
1: Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm, um, as I am now, uh, you know, not, I'm, I'm housebound. I mean, I can't go anywhere. I've, uh, I can't walk anymore. And it, uh, it's bloody well annoying, mm. but I have great friends. I count you among them. If Thank I you. May. Sa- same here. And, and John McDonough, my happily married, um, 91 and, uh, the body is failing, but it's an amazing thing about. I don't know why my brain seems to be functioning still, and I still. And, and the other thing about it too is that uh, I I have great kids, and and my my love my the the, the language. I love the language. I like. I like the w- words, you know, and uh, I like I roll them around in my mouth.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I don't, I don't. I, I just said I, I never went back to school. Frank did, and he became a grade school teacher. But the thing was the so we library came to Limerick in Ireland, and uh, that was the beginning of uh, of 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 heaven of reading. So that's so. I still don't know. The difference, I don't know anything about grammar, for example, and I know very little about mathematics. I know one-on-one, but that's about... Don't, I, don't ask me to go
0: further than that. <laughs> well, let me ask you, let me end with this, actually, Maliki. It, it, you've been a best-selling author. You've been a, a writer of, of uh, terrific books. You've been a, a, a radio talk star, not only on WBAI, where you're still heard every week, but on WMCA, which was the premier talk station in New York back in the days. And you've been a, a bartender. Um, of all the things that uh, uh, that you that you've done with a great deal of success, radio acting, bartending, writing, what would you say probably requires the most training and preparation out of those four?
1: All of them. All of Totally unqualified to be any of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Malachi well. McCourt. I love it. Uh, absolutely outstanding. W- well done, my friend. It is always a treat to talk with you. I hope we can get together in person soon.
1: Well, as we say in the Gaelic, Mil which is the my brother Frank was also Frank, but he was a prontius uh, uh, is the Gaelic. So God of a Mahagot, acardia, a hundred thousand thanks. Frank, my friend.
0: Uh, thank you, uh, Maliki. The uh, the appreciation and the gratitude is all uh, coming from this direction. Oh, before I let you go, let me ask: While President Biden is in Ireland, is there any specific Irish cuisine that you'd recommend that he that he check out? What is the go to national Irish dish? <laughs> I don't know mashed potatoes. <laughs> there you go. Can't go wrong with that I,
1: one. I, I mean, we we were so like we 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 were so hungry when I was a kid that every day anything we got, you know, we just get food from St. Vincent de Paul a Charity, you know, to give us a food docket. So I would say what I I love is the Irish bacon. And that what that is. That's is always me is. Uh, I know it's not kosher, but uh, <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> make you make it kosher for the day. Duly noted. Like
0: Thank you, Malachi McCourt. Let's talk soon. Okay, Frankie. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call, 1 800 848 9222. That's 800 848 9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. midnight.